What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and I have a fun one for you guys. So today I'm going to be going through four popular fantasy football picks and then I'm going to be giving you guys budget options for those players. So I think these guys kind of fit a similar archetype. One player is going to be going earlier on in drafts. The other player may be going, you know, three, four rounds later, maybe it's just a round or two, but if you like the first player, you know, you miss out on them or you don't want to spend the premium draft capital, this second option is someone who may accomplish a similar thing in your lineup, but is just going at a cheaper price. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, I want to know what you guys think down below. So do you agree with these comps? You know, do you think these are legit budget options for the players? And let's just jump right into it. And I'm going to be starting off with Nick Chubb. Chubb is being drafted as the uh, RB4 on underdog. And Nick Chubb, I think, is one of like the most popular fantasy football picks. There's a lot of people that will ride or die with Nick Chubb. And so it's possible you don't get to snag him. You know, maybe you have an early first round pick. He doesn't get back to you in the second round. Or maybe he goes in the first round. You don't get him in the second. For whatever reason, you don't snag Nick Chubb. I think J.K. Dobbins is a very reasonable budget option for Nick Chubb, and he's being drafted as the running back 18. And I think of all the, like the budget options in this video, I honestly feel like this is like the best comparison here between Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins. Both of these running backs have been used similarly in the NFL. They get strong workloads on the ground, and then they have very limited receiving work. Both of these guys are fantastic pure runners and have been incredibly efficient with their carries throughout their career. Chubb has averaged over five yards per carry in all five of his NFL seasons. In J.K. Dobbins' two seasons, he's averaged six and 5.7 yards per carry, so both super efficient. In uh, 2020, that was J.K. Dobbins' rookie season. Chubb was number one in rushing yards over expected per attempt. Number two was J.K. Dobbins. Last season, Chubb was number two. Dobbins was number five, and that was with Dobbins coming off of the uh, ACL tear, so he really wasn't even 100%. And I think another thing that these two guys have in common is that despite not catching passes in the NFL, both actually showed the ability to do so in college. Uh, Nick Chubb's freshman season, he caught 18 of 21 targets for 213 receiving yards. Um, so despite giving you really nice production as a pass catcher, he didn't see 10 targets in any of his final three seasons. So they kind of just shifted away you know, from using him as a pass catcher, but he did show that he could do it. Uh, J.K. Dobbins caught 22 or more passes in all three of his college seasons. And I feel like this is like the factor that just really drives home this comparison because I think the opportunity is there for both of these running backs to up their receiving volume. I think the Browns are going to be going more pass heavy this season. I've talked about this a ton this offseason. I think it's what gives Nick Chubb some extra upside. They trade for Elijah Moore. They uh, draft Cedric Tillman. They uh, move on from Kareem Hunt, which kind of leaves that passing down roll just wide open for Nick Chubb. And then for J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens brought in a new offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin. He's talked about going more pass heavy. The Ravens' offseason moves have backed that up. You know, they draft, say, Flowers. They bring in Odell Beckham. They still have Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. And then the running back depth for the Ravens is pretty wide open also. You know, you've got Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Of those guys, I would have to imagine that J.K. Dobbins would be the top option to catch passes. So both of these running backs have been used similarly throughout their careers, and I think they're also potentially able to add that extra receiving work this year, you know, in kind of new offenses. Obviously, the Browns didn't really shake up their coordinator or their head coach, but I think they just may have an offensive shift 
Ravens, you know, did swap their offensive coordinator. So I think these guys are honestly a really strong comparison. Obviously, I think Chubb is the better option, but if you miss out on him, I think Dobbins is an interesting guy. And I just really like both of these running backs, like at their current price, like I'm in on Nick Chubb. I'm also in on J.K. Dobbins. Now we're going to shift over to the wide receiver position and talk about Garrett Wilson, who's being drafted as the wide receiver eight. Garrett Wilson, probably going to be a super interesting guy for fantasy, super popular pick. You know, he had a nice rookie season. He gets the quarterback upgrade with Aaron Rodgers. People want him before he takes that massive jump. And then you're going to have to spend like a first round pick on him next year. Um, And my comp to Garrett Wilson is actually going to be Chris Olave, who's being drafted as the uh, wide receiver 12. Now, that's not a crazy ADP difference, but I do think on like more casual platforms, this is underdog. I think not on underdog, the difference will be a little bit more extreme. Like I think we'll see Chris Olave more like three, four turn area and then Garrett Wilson like somewhere in the second round. But looking at these players comp together, they went to college together at Ohio State. They were actually picked back-to-back in the 2022 NFL Draft, and then they're both coming off of impressive rookie seasons. Chris Olave averaged 13.2 PPR points per game, was the wide receiver 25. Garrett Wilson averaged 12.7 and was the wide receiver 30. You would expect both of these players to take leaps in their second NFL season, really regardless of like the quarterback upgrades, right? Just heading into their second season, they should be better. But then both of these guys are getting significant QB upgrades on top of that. Garrett Wilson is going from Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, and Chris Streveler uh, to Aaron Rodgers. You know, you're not going to find a uh, bigger upgrade than that one. And then you have Chris Olave going from Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston to Derek Carr. I feel like there are some people out there that are kind of low on Derek Carr. They're like not even viewing him as like a decent upgrade over uh, Dalton and Winston. And I'm not going to be out here, you know, talking about Derek Carr as like a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he did just support Devontae Adams to a 19.7 point per game season. Obviously, I'm not saying that Chris Olave is Devontae Adams or will be Devontae Adams, but we're also looking at, you know, some more of uh, Carr's metrics. He was fifth in deep pass attempts and had the uh, second highest air yards per attempt. That lines up really well with Chris Olave, who was used deep last year, had the fourth most deep targets in the NFL and then hit a 40.8% air yard share. So I do think it's a nice kind of a blend here between Derek Carr and Chris Olave. Overall, I definitely think that Garrett Wilson is the better pick, but if you want you know, a cheaper rising young wide receiver who also has a quarterback upgrade, I think Chris Olave is a nice kind of option that you're probably gonna get like a full round later in your drafts. Now shifting over to the running back position, I feel like some people aren't gonna love this comparison. I'm going to go with Najee Harris. I know a lot of people really like Najee, and I'm actually going to say his budget option is James Conner. We've got Najee Harris being drafted as the RB12, James Conner as the running back 26, and I feel like people aren't going to love it, but I actually think it makes a lot of sense here. These are two running backs who have shown in the past two seasons that with a large workload, they can be fantasy running back ones. Najee was the RB6 in points per game his rookie season in 2021, averaging 18.1 carries and five and a half targets per game. Connor was the RB7 in points per game in that same season, averaging 13 and a half carries, 2.6 targets per game. Not quite a crazy workload, but he had a stretch where uh, 
Chase Edmonds was out where his workload was just insane. And then he also scored a, a ton of touchdowns in that season. And then in 2022, we had James Conner as the RB9, averaging 14.1 carries and four and a half targets per game. Both of these running backs have lacked efficiency over the past two seasons. 2021, Najee was at a negative 0.16 rushing yards over expected per attempt. James Conner was at negative 0.28. In 2022, Najee was actually fifth worst in rushing yards over expected per attempt at negative 0.3. James Conner was at plus uh, 21. Najee hasn't hit four yards per carry in his first two seasons. James Conner was at 3.7 and 4.3 in the past two years. 2021, uh, Najee was 27th in yards per reception, 25th in yards per outrun, and then 30th and 29th, or sorry, 28th in those same categories last year. 2022, Conner was 23rd in yards per reception and 25th in yards per outrun. I think both of these guys are on offenses that really don't look great heading into 2023. I definitely think that Najee should be the higher pick, just given the fact that the Steelers are definitely more invested in him, right? He was a first round pick compared to James Conner, who, you know, long term, he's probably not going to be the guy. And obviously, these guys are in different points of their career, James Conner trending down. Najee Harris will see, but you know, still only going into his third NFL season. I also think the Steelers are a better offense, but I think the path for fantasy success for both of these players is likely going to come from inefficient workhorse roles. I think that's what you're kind of hoping for out of Najee. We saw last year, he didn't get that workhorse role, did not pay off for fantasy. His rookie year, he did get it. If you're drafting him, you're hoping he is a workhorse in that Steelers offense. James Conner is the same thing, right? If he has a shot to be the RB1 or a top 12 guy for fantasy, he's going to need a ton of volume on a not great offense, which is probably not going to be super efficient. So I do think that kind of fits there with Najee Harris and James Conner. And then the final budget option we have here, we're going to move over to the quarterback position. It's going to be Joe Burrow as the QB5. Uh, comped to Trevor Lawrence here as the quarterback seven. Now, I think Burrow is definitely the more established fantasy option, but I kind of feel like Trevor Lawrence is on a similar trajectory to Joe Burrow, but just like a year behind. Both Burrow and Lawrence were number one picks in uh, back-to-back drafts, and both have made leaps in fantasy year after year. Burrow jumped from 17.9 points per game his rookie year to 20.5 to then 21.7. Lawrence jumped from 12.7, remember that was the uh, you know brutal Urban Meyer year, to 17.9 last year. But now Trevor Lawrence has a legit supporting cast heading into 2023. Burrow has had that wide receiver trio of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I don't think he had chased the rookie year, but you know the last two seasons. Lawrence finally gets a true wide receiver one with Calvin Ridley. He also has Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, plus you've got Evan Ingram at tight end. I still think Lawrence is developing as a player. I think he's going to continue to get better. And now you're pairing him with, you know, a really nice group of weapons. So I think he's in that range where he can make the Joe Burrow jump where Burrow went from 17.9 to 20.5. I think Lawrence can make that jump from 17.9 to somewhere in that like 20 point per game area. So I think he can jump from the low end QB1 production he had last year now to like a mid-tier QB1. And you're probably going to be getting him at like a probably a two-round discount from where Joe Burrow is getting drafted. So those are going to be my four budget options uh, for this video. We had Nick Chubb to J.K. Dobbins, uh, Garrett Wilson to Chris Olave, Najee Harris to James Conner, and then Joe Burrow to Trevor Lawrence. 
Let me know what you all think down below in the comment section. As always, thank you all for stopping by. Stay tuned tomorrow. I'm going to have a, another player versus player versus player video. It's going to be some of the elite quarterback options. So stay tuned for that. But thank you all again, and I will see you in the next one.